1: Today, I'm excited to continue the conversation on leadership. I'm thrilled to have my friend and marketer here to talk with us about the plethora of things she has going on in her life. Marie and I connected immediately. I love her energy. She's brilliant, and she cares about others and their success. For more than 20 years... Marie revolutionized small business marketing and sales in the Chicagoland area and nationally with her no-nonsense sales and marketing approaches and speeches. As her career and agency have evolved into one as an international changemaker, her personal story has made her journey something more than just success for herself and her clients. Marie's ability to tell her story of dreams coming true and unimaginable loss gives her the ability to connect to audiences at every level, causing the kind of change that's felt long after the event is over. Her stage presence is filled with joy, connection to the audience, and the kind of impact that only comes from true authenticity. Welcome, Marie, and thank you so much for agreeing to talk with us today.
0: That was the best introduction I've ever had. (laughs) I'm, I'm podcast hugging you. (laughs)
1: Well, I'll hug you back, darling. Really, I'm thankful that you're here and you're willing to share what you know because you know so much. So I know we kind of connected on many levels. One was that club that neither of us wanted to belong to, the Widows Club, but that wasn't really what connected us. It was the energy and your desire to learn more about the work that I do and to provide me opportunities. I'm wondering when you first learned that your choices were your best tools for success as we talk on Life Equals Choices, Choices Equal Life podcast.
0: When I was young, our family was fairly tumultuous. My father was an alcoholic. My mother became disabled when she was pregnant with me. So there was a lot of responsibility on my shoulders. I remember distinctly, I had spent a couple of years with my mom cleaning houses and you know, doing what it took to try to get money into the family. And when I was 12 and I was going into junior high, I looked behind the counter in the cafeteria and I saw that there were kids working and it got paid $10 and 70 cents a week. Mm. And I thought I can choose to sit with my friends, which at that time I was a kid with buck teeth, bifocals, braces, a perm, and a Jesus t-shirt so the friends were limited. Or I can go work and I can have extra money to do what I want. I can help my mom. I can go to the mall. Ooh, the mall in the 90s. Mm. But it was the recognition that I have the ability to impact this situation. From that point on, I worked. Sometimes I chose work over school. Sometimes I had to realign those choices because I went to a very prestigious arts academy in Las Vegas that you had to go to school an extra three hours a day. You had to have a B plus average. Then you had rehearsals and this, that, and the other. And so I would often go to school from 530 in the morning when the bus picked me up until seven or eight at night. Wow. And still work a full-time job. Learning very early that what I wanted was going to require me to choose what I was going to invest my time in.
1: What a great lesson at such an early age, almost too early to be making that kind of realization, but I'm sure it served you well as I watch you constantly contributing. I don't even want to call it working because I've seen you work and I know that surely there are some things you work at, but most of what you do looks like joy in your life. You get paid for it, which is the big benefits for that. Those choices at, at an early age seem to have really paid off for you. Yeah. And
0: when I started with my sales coach, one of the books that we worked through was Jack Canfield's Success Principles. Very first chapter says, take 100% responsibility for your life. We have read that book every year since. It's such a place to orient. People are kind of shocked when they're like, what do you mean take 100% responsibility? Stuff happens to you. Yeah. Stuff is going to happen all over you, but you get to choose your response. If event plus response equals outcome, there's really only one person that can be responsible for it. And if it's me, then it's going to be me.
1: And that's awesome because it's frustrating and it's freeing. It's frustrating because you have the work to do. It's all up to you, but it's freeing because you're 100% in control of what you do. You don't have to wait around for other people to fix things for you. You get to do it yourself. That's a big, big message in choice theory as well. 100% responsibility and choices. So you've known a little choice theory without knowing about it. So Marie, I know you make lots of choices in your life, but can you share with us what was the most difficult choice you ever made? Mm.
0: When my life partner, the love of my life, my business partner passed seven months after we opened our family business, I had about three weeks to figure everything out, and I had to choose if I was going to keep going. And if I was going to take the curriculum that he and I spent 10 years building on how to sell from a place of professional love and teach his classes, speak his words and take his role. And that, that was heavy. Yeah. And I decided that the world would be less if I didn't continue, if I took this message away. A lot of people have asked me if I was trying to keep his legacy alive. The answer for me has always been no. He made his legacy. We made something that will change the world. And that is what I'm going to walk forward with. There were points where it felt like a choice. And there were times when I felt like it was the only choice I could make. Because I still had to support our daughter and keep things moving. Honestly, it really wasn't until about three years later that somebody said, that was a choice. You didn't have to do that. There are lots of people that handle the loss of a partner very differently. But at that time, it never dawned on me that I was choosing to move forward. It wasn't a smooth path, but it was forward.
1: Right. And you did it all while you were in serious grief wasn't like you were able to take a pause and just sit in that for a time. From a choice theory perspective, I love that story, Marie, because you're in a situation where you're 100% powerless as far as the death of your partner. You have no power there, but the power that you had was in the work and you were able to dive into that and feel powerful again, it may have taken some time for you to get to that place. But knowing you and knowing how powerful you are, that was a choice that you really needed to make for your sanity. I'm really glad you did it. We would have never met.
0: It was filled with blessings when I look back, but learning how to grieve on brand in public so that you don't lose the entire business and lose the faith of your customers and your network was a unique experience. I had to choose things like putting into our employee manual that tears are going to happen here. I'm not going to create a situation where I can't fully show up because I don't want to live an inauthentic life. I want to be able to be vulnerable with my team and vice versa. We grow a lot together when I decided to simply make it part of the culture that you show up as you are, you have people here that will love and support you. It dramatically changed the business.
1: Yeah. It's that authenticity we talked about in the introduction. You have it in spades. One of the things that I'm sure has been a challenge is raising Lily. You got to do that alone in the beginning, and I know that you may have received some help along the way, but then comes this crazy COVID pandemic, and you have a trillion other things going on. How did you balance all of that?
0: Frickin' poorly. (laughs) That's not true. (laughs) It was such an interesting situation because you're sitting there with your child who is trying to navigate, at that time it was the Chicago Public School District, which was a misery. And she can see me, but she can't access me because I'm in the middle of a call, I'm doing a podcast, whatever it is. At that point, we had lost Jim and then we had lost my best friend, Laura, who was living with us and helping me raise her within like 16 months. And so our entire chosen family was gone. And I realized that mentally I was not really doing okay. After everything I had been through, this felt like it was going to push me over the edge. It literally took one of my business girlfriends reaching in like I was drowning, making one last sweep under the water and grabbing my hand. And she said, Marie, you've been an entrepreneur since you were 22. Why the hell aren't you choosing your life now? And it hit me. I forgot I had choices. I had so many of them taken away. I forgot I had choices. And so I pulled Lily out of school and created a homeschool curriculum. If she's going to spend two hours with a teacher during the entirety of her school day, I can do two hours before dinner and she'll have the same experience and probably more. And so I started to look for ways to mold things around what my life needed. Then I saw the feminine recession and I literally broke. I lost it. Typically when I have something happen that is just unacceptable to me or difficult or whatever it is, I look out and I think about all of the other people that must be being impacted because it's never just me. I'm not a snowflake. There's millions of people that are going through what we're going through. And so I started assembling all of these experts, homeschooling and unschooling experts Experts in identity crisis, because I knew that all of these women and diverse people had been out there doing what they were told to do for 20 years. And then they were told they were irrelevant. Yeah. Go. And so I started looking at what we could do to change how work worked. We just saw the entire work industry dissemble, And I saw this little crack in the patriarchy. And I was like, "Ooh, hold on. Wait a minute. If we just proved that things don't have to work the way that they, that they have, we've got an opportunity to support people that are going to want to change their lives. Because in 2001, in January, we launched... And I was talking to the heads of MarTech companies and banks saying, this is what we're setting up. We're going to be able to help people upskill and reskill and work virtually when it works for them, how it works for them and support them mentally, socially, emotionally support their families. And everybody said, but everybody's going to want to go back to the way things were as soon as this is over. And I said, okay, hold on. Kim's been working for company Z for the past seven years and she got let go. And the first single white dude that walked by took her job. It's making more money than she was sitting in that seat. And for every six months that a woman is out of work, she loses five years of seniority. You really think Kim is going to want to go back and work for that guy? Because now you can't fire him and have to work for less money and do her job, the most likely parts of his job. I don't think so. I really don't think so. Luckily, I'm good at choices and also being hardheaded. So I kept this thing going. And what was a nervous breakdown because I forgot that I had choices allowed me to create a nonprofit that gives people money and choices because then they have power and people just deserve to have power. But they've got to make the choice to grab onto it and to create something different than what always was. We've had amazing heroes and sponsors and educators show up. We've worked with 2,000 people over the first year and a half. Wow.
1: And what do you do with them, Marie?
0: Right now, we're giving away eight scholarships to learn how to make no-code WordPress websites. And then we're matching them with a nonprofit to build their website so that they can do their education and their practicum at the same time. They'll come out with their first piece in their portfolio, and then we'll help align them with work. If you're already at a level of sophistication within your career, we align you with work Provide scholarships for certifications and focus on the things that will increase diversity and help them maintain a work history and stay at the edge of their industry so that they can either work five to 40 hours a week when it works for them. If they want to go back into the corporate world, we've got this collection of clients that we're working with. Why wouldn't they want to hire somebody that's been on their projects and knows their brands with less onboarding, less turnover the whole night? Or we help them start their own businesses. We have no stake in the game with which direction they want their life to go. We simply want to bring them in, lift them up, provide them resources and
1: education, and let them create the life that they want to create. Lovely. So how do you define the mission of revolution? Because that is an amazing, first of all, an amazing name. And it begs the question, what is the revolution?
0: Our intent is to evolve the way that work works to make it more equitable for everyone. There is a very specific sector that brings almost all of the diversity channels together, which is called the degree recession. The degree recession is simply stated, a construct that's been put in place to allow those that were privy to a college education many more opportunities than others. And not all people can go to college. Those that have support from their families can. One of the reasons we came there is one of our board members, Steve Froisland, was the head of HR data analytics for Microsoft. And he's looking at Silicon Valley and he's like, wait a minute, 70% of this population is Latino. 10% of the white collar jobs are held by Latinos. Why? He had worked his way up from a temp with no high school diploma to the head of HR data analytics at Microsoft. The only way he did that is by coming in and making relationships and learning and working his way up. Otherwise, they never would have looked at him. We really take a look at all of the pieces that prevent people from getting to a place of independence, earning, and creating a life work balance that works for them. And then we simply give them choices and opportunities. We work with great freelance recruiters. We work with an
1: amazing cadre of partners that are there to support. But they have to make the choice. You can provide the opportunity, but you can't do the work. They have to do the work and make the choices. Exactly. Awesome. You've mentioned diversity several times. How did you decide that diversity is where your efforts needed to go? And could you tell us, when you say diversity, what diversity are you actually working with? There's so much out there.
0: So much. I came into this world in a little white woman suit. That's just how that happened for me. But when you truly look into feminism, which was something I had never considered two years ago, feminism is inclusive of everyone. It's not set up to suppress parts of society. I started looking into different pieces like One of the things that's very high on my radar right now is that Latinas make 70 cents on the dollar. And it's because there's a cultural norm where they're raised not to ask for more and to just be happy with what they have. And it's costing them dearly, but it's also a way to keep them in place and make sure that they don't supersede the family structure. So I started looking at the different sectors of beliefs and challenges within the ethnic diversities. I have a client who builds these amazing wheelchairs that are very, very thin. So you don't have to alter your house to have a wheelchair in it. And I started going to abilities expos and seeing the incredible spirit and diversity within the differently abled community. That was really eye opening for me. When we look back at the numbers, women were the first to go during the pandemic, but then it was diverse persons, disabled persons. Persons that were overweight were disproportionately let go. I started looking at the swath of diversity and the resources that I have because I've worked with incredible business owners for more than 20 years. And so we started taking in all of this information and all of these different support structures that can take care of people where they are and create true equity. Equity is different than equality. Oh, yeah. Equity brings it to a level where everybody is lifted up, no matter their station. It gives us that even playing field. When I looked around after the pandemic and saw that everything had burned to the ground, I was like, ooh, look, we can grow something wild and beautiful and different that praises and uplifts the parts of
1: society that have been suppressed. That's where I started my journey. I love it. You know, I love it. I do a lot of work in the diversity field myself. So I love that that's where your focused revolution. So Marie, how did you get to be so amazing? Ah. Not amazing. I think I just talk a lot. (laughs) I don't think that's true. One of the things that definitely attracted me to you is we have similar minds. We do different work, but we have similar minds. You see a need and you want to fill it. I see a need, I want to fill it. It doesn't matter how many other projects we have on our plates, we want to help. I can tell you why you're awesome. You may not be able to tell me, but I can tell you. I love the fact that you are not someone who just sits in your corporate office, which happens to be in your home, right? Where you sit And you direct the activities of the people that work with you. You're somebody who finds people that really want to invest in themselves and you show them the way to do that. And you help people grow and expand and become more than they thought that they could be which is why I think you're awesome. Plus your mother to Lily, and I think you do a good job with that. I haven't actually seen you do it, but I believe that you do a good job there. The fact it's that so you- alive, alive, So I'm winning. Yes, right. I, that's what I said. If my kids live to be 18, I've done remarkably well. They tried to kill themselves multiple times in their childhood. So yeah, that is definitely the goal of parenting. Let's get them to 18 alive and well. I'm done with all the questions I had for you, but I want to ask, is there something that you'd like to add that we didn't already cover? One of
0: the things that has changed my life is working with Over International. As I watch you, Kim, walk through this world, there is a spark that you bring that's unlike any other. And anybody that's met you knows that even though you're not a boisterous, outspoken rabble rouser like I am... <laughs> People are drawn to you. I know that they're drawn to you because of your authenticity, because of the amazing amount of knowledge that you have and that you share so beautifully and freely with those that are around you and that you've walked the talk. As I've spoken with your past clients and those that have heard you speak and and those that have been part of your circle, there is not one person that hasn't been touched by you. And you do it in so many soft ways that it's almost like you give them that whispered lift to where they need to be because they still have to make the choice. And so they still take the accountability for it. And that lift and the education that you provide has changed hundreds of thousands of lives, including mine.
1: Mm. You're going to make me cry. (laughs) I'm
0: very grateful to have been changed by you.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much, Marie. That means a lot. Do you have something coming up that our audience might be able to get involved in?
0: I do. So I would encourage anyone to please, of course, follow me, but check out FWD Revolution, whether you are a company who is looking to sponsor and lift up the purpose. If you are in need of a change in your life, we have a place for you. And At the end of August in 2022, we are going to be doing a campaign in downtown Chicago called the Lips Movement, where we will be showing people how women have been silenced and marginalized in the corporate world by simply writing on pieces of tape all of the little things that showed us that we didn't have a voice, even though they told us we had one. When it mattered, our voice was gone. So if you are in downtown Chicago, please Make sure that you connect with us via social media. We are going to be out there doing some agitating, some educating, and making some
1: change. And we would love to have you join us or support the cause. Sounds amazing and incredibly powerful. I love that idea. Thank you for bringing that forward. If people want to get in touch with you for more information, how would they reach out?
0: You can find us on every social media platform under FWD Revolution you can email me at marie at fwdrevolution.com. We are blessed by every single person that connects with us. And we make sure that you get blessed right back. Come join the movement because I don't think we should go back. Let's move it forward. Let's change the way that work works.
1: Changing the way that work works. I love that. I really appreciate you joining us today, Marie. It's been so refreshing to talk to a business leader with the level of passion and purpose that you possess and authenticity. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast and remember to leave a review and share with your connections on social media. I also hope you'll join me next week when I'll be interviewing Kimberly Hambrick about value-based servant leadership. I'm looking forward to it. Talk with you then.
0: This has been another thought-provoking episode of Life Equals Choices, Choices Equal Life. To listen to past episodes, please visit our website at lifeequalschoices.com or listen wherever you download your podcast. And don't forget, remember to subscribe.